Uh, Burko, here we go. So waiting online is Mick Curran, a former world champion in cycling with Matt Formston, and that's a fabulous story in itself. But Mick's joining us to talk about Jay Hindley and the young man from WA. I mean, I put this down as possibly the performance of 2022. It's one of the great Australian achievements, winning the Giro d'Italia. Mick, good morning, mate. Welcome to Saturdays on the Coast. Yeah, good morning. Thanks for having me. Nice to talk to you after all these years. And just a little bit of background for our listeners. I was just telling Gary about your world championships with Matt Formston and what incredible achievements they were over the years. Can you tell us more about your relationship with him? And did you win both in the velodrome and also on the road with Matt Formston? Yeah, so Matt Formston, a visually impaired athlete, was on the back of the tandem. I was on the front of the tandem. So we, uh, we had a good golden five or six years together. Uh, jet-setting around the world, racing in the velodrome and on the road. And, yeah, we won on the road the World Cup and on the track the World Championships. Yeah, incredible stuff. And then I told Gary that Matt had, I think, 5% peripheral vision. So if you put your fists up into your eyes, what you get out of the corners is all that Matt could see. So just remarkable by you guys and then Matt's gone and he's won international medals in adaptive surfing but Mick uh, let's get cracking on Jai Hindley and the Giro d'Italia so first time an Aussie's won it only the second time in history that an Aussie's won a Grand Tour did you sit up and watch a whole lot of this and what were your thoughts? Yeah I do follow it uh, quite closely and especially when Aussie's at the uh, the pointy end of it but yeah as you said uh, 105th running of the Giro uh, known as the Tour of Italy and for an Australian to win that yeah first time in history and only the second time an Australian has ever won one of the three Grand Tours behind uh, Cadell Evans in 2011 so um, but so to a non-cycling fan Jai's come and bounced on the scene it seems but uh, he's been chipping away for a long time left home at 18 from WA and moved over to Europe to cut his teeth with a few different teams and um, he's, he's an absolute grafter an absolute grinder who doesn't just try to win on one hero session each week. He, he really has just been chipping away for years. So it's, it's really good for an absolute lovely bloke by all reports too, an absolute nice guy to just, just chip away, do what he knows he has to do and then come and deliver on that big stage. Yeah, Mick, I noticed after stage 17, it was a big day in the mountains. He was still in second place, so he still had plenty of work to do. I mean, he was only three seconds behind, but then... Stage 20, I'm sure you'd like to talk about that. So another big mountain stage, and that's where he really gained his winning edge. Yeah, huge mountain stage, stage 20. It's uh, unfathomable that us uh, coasties that just think about Carryong Hill as being big, but you can get a time zone by six, times that by eight sometimes. Um, yeah, he just sat pretty. He's only 26 years of age, so he, he rode well beyond, beyond his years. Typically, a Grand Tour cyclist peaks at the age of 30, um, give or take a few years. But So he sat back for three weeks. And when I say sat back, he did win stage nine, but that was really controlled and measured too. Just sat back until stage 20 and, and waited for uh, Richard Carapaz, which is the um, Ineos, yeah, Team Ineos, is, well, the next best rider in the, in the Tour, which he comes second in the end. Just sat back and waited for a moment of weakness and, and even held his held all these cards back until the final three kilometres of that that climb on stage 20. And in that final three kilometres, put a minute and a half into uh, the next best rider in the world at the, at the moment. So for him just to 
to back himself and for his team to back him at the age of 26 and, and stand by his, his means there is just the most, I believe, the most impressive part of the whole three weeks. Yeah, yeah, Mick, Gary Birkinshaw here. So the majority yeah, of tell you, for us uh, uh, novices in relation to, to cycling, just explain to us what it actually entails and how difficult it is because it actually goes over three weeks. Is that correct? And, and a lot of mountain stages? Yeah, it's one of those mountainous um, Grand Tours. And when we speak about Grand Tours, it's the Vuelta Espana, so it's Spain, France and Italy. There's only three each year. And yeah, over three weeks, 21 stages, and it covers uh, just a touch over 3,400 kilometres. And uh, yeah, it's very, very hilly and mountainous. Um, not, not too uncommon to be climbing up a hill on a push bike that you or I would <laughs> struggle to get up these days um, for well over an hour at absolute full gas for, for three whole weeks. Yeah, and Mick, then the final stage is a time trial, and Gary was just saying to me off the air that so Jai has been in this position, position before, wearing the pink jersey, and then it all comes down to that final time trial. So I wonder how he was feeling on that final day, but he did have a good buffer, didn't he? Yeah, that's what um, is, is so interesting and so phenomenal about this story is in 2020, so uh, two years ago in the Giro, the Tally, exactly the same race, um, coming into the final time trial, Jai actually had one second lead over the eventual winner, Teo Gegenhardt. And it was sort of known that Jai couldn't time trial and Teo could time trial, so one second wasn't enough buffer. And Jai went into the day in pink, so rode, rode in in pink for the final stage of the Giro. He rehearsed all of this two years ago. He went away. He, I know for a fact he went into the wind tunnel, and if he ever come into that position again, he'd be a better time trialer. So he worked on his time trial, worked on his position, and then he didn't have to wait long. Uh, he did do the, the Giro last year. However, he got sick, got injured, actually, yeah, medically had to pull out, um, put that behind him. So next time he actually fronted up in the Giro for real, he was exactly in that position. And he knew that he'd done the work, done the position work, and uh, delivered this time. He did have a little bit more of a buffer, as he did say. Um, he went into it up believe off the top of my head about a minute 20 minute 30 I think and ended up overall winning by a minute 18 so he had a good buffer um, but yeah ironically just in the same position two years ago ended up second that day and went one better this year yeah I'd, I, I wish I was in WA this week I'd like to see the coverage over there I'd like to know whether he's been front page news in the West Australian because I think it's just such a phenomenal story for a young Australian he rides for a German team I believe and what about some of the men that deserve credit? Now, a lot of our listeners won't know them, but I think they're called domestiques, and they're the riders that yeah. do all the work to put you in the position. So it's all about the team, but they're sacrificing their own race at times or for the one guy to get across the line with, with the glory. Uh, do you know who the other riders that were around him that deserve credit? Yeah, that's right. The domestiques are, um, yeah, it's a very, it's the, the beauty uh, of cycling. All, all up, but uh, yeah, the domestiques are the guys that are around him just absolutely bury themselves on the day every single day and don't even need to finish. Well, they need to finish within a half an hour of the winner to continue on in the in the actual race. But um, yeah, those guys just ride run endlessly to get Jai into the position and sort of dump him off at the end. There's some really good footage of just absolutely burying themselves, giving him a pat on the back, 
making sure he's got a bottle of water and saying, hey, the rest is up to you. So it is definitely a team sport. However, not like the NRL or footy or AFL that you guys are at now. They're, uh, yeah, really behind, behind the scenes kind of guys. Hey, Mick, there'll be huge coverage of the Tour de France, obviously. How's the Giro viewed? I mean, I don't feel like it gets the same coverage in Australia, but how's the Giro d'Italia viewed throughout Europe? Yeah, it's, um, if, you, if you had to, it's, it's an odd one because the media, just like everything in this world, when something gets a little bit of media coverage and, and starts getting pushed and, and becomes a commercial value or there's a commercial value put on it, it instantly you think, oh, it must be the hardest. But um, the Tour de France just ends up getting all of that media and that commercial grab when the Giro is just the beautiful tour. And the Italians are just so passionate. I've seen a few stages of the Giro and it's, it's a lot more accessible. If you if you had to go and watch one, it's the more user-friendly one to go and watch over in Europe because there's just so much fanfare around the, the Tour de France that it's almost losing touch and almost robotic, if you will. But the Giro is just much more passionate and beautiful, so it's, um, it's, it's not as commercial. So if you ask an Italian which one is the best <laughs> tour, they'll tell you the Giro, and they will tell you they won't even watch the Tour de France. Um, and if you ask uh, a French person, they'll they'll tell you the Tour de France is the be all and end all. And then you ask the Spaniards, and they'll tell you once again they don't even watch the other two. So very uh, <laughs> open question. But uh, but the Giro is the uh, the beautiful, passionate tour, and and the Tour de France is the commercialised one. If you want to simply put, hey, we're, we're starting to get close to our, our next commercial break. Yeah. Gary, you were saying to me that. Jai won't do the Tour de France? Yeah, that, that's correct. And Mick, I think he's come out and said that he, he won't correct. be doing the Tour de France this year. He'll try and focus on it for next year. Yeah, it's all, it's, um, yeah just quickly. Yeah, that's correct. Next year, he'll uh, for it's too quick to throw him into that because he really wants to focus on getting back to New South Wales and to Wollongong for the World Championship. It's a great opportunity to ride a home world. So he doesn't want to hinder that lead up to the world. So he'll do the Vuelta and then a week later fly to Australia for the World Championships in Wollongong. Hey, Mick, just one more, my friend. Um, I believe uh, my wife met you yesterday in this magnificent new cycling shop that you've got. Is it the Cycle House in Gosford? Yeah, correct. Coast Cycle House in East Gosford. So catering to all the cyclists and triathletes on the coast. And it's a, uh, been a long time coming. Uh, once I get all the racing around the world out of the road now, I can settle down and, and absolutely do what I love and, 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 and passionate about. So, it's uh, yeah, it's not really a job, is it? So no. Now, well, so, yeah, come and visit. Sharon said the store is just absolutely beautiful and a few people have suggested we go and do the show live from the Cycle House at some point. Uh, that would be a fun show. That would be a fun show. Through the Tour de France would be would be a good time with all the Aussies uh, lining up. There's... Um, yeah, I won't go into it now, maybe another day, but there's a big stack of those 26-year-old boys, a lot from WA, that are absolutely going to come through and you'll, they'll be household names, not too uh, dissimilar to Jai. And they're all uh, his mates, they all live together in Europe and they've come through the last 10 years and they're all phenomenal. Yeah, does that mean we start broadcasting at midnight and uh, we're still there at 9am when the show goes to air? Mate, uh, thanks so much for joining us. Great <laughs> to chat to you again and uh, love your insight on the Giro d'Italia this morning. Thanks, Steve, and thank you, Gary.